0: Blog TALK RADIO
1: TALK RADIO Lawful gathering.
2: This is an unlawful gathering.
3: The truth is out there. The truth is out there. This is the underground. This is New Media. This is the underground. This is New Media. Ranger fans, remember
4: what's the critical thinking hanger. Ranger fans, remember what's the critical thinking hanger. And now here is the
3: starting lineup for the New York Rangers. And now here is the starting lineup for the New York Rangers. This is New York Rangers hockey. This is New York Rangers hockey. This is New
1: York Rangers hockey. This is New 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 York
2: Rangers This is New York And good evening and welcome to Blue Shirt Underground Radio. Today is Tuesday, November 5th. Al fresco Internet Radio for the first time, as fall has arrived in Arizona. I am outside on the carport enjoying a beautiful evening, and speaking of beautiful, my friend and partner, Edward, how are you? Yes,
1: I'm beautiful, I'm beauteous, I am like uh, like a summer's eve, <laughs> a disposable douche. Just less douchey. What is going on? A douchey. <laughs> So it's going to pass the duchy to the left-hand side of doing well. Rangers hockey is in full swing. Rangers uh, had a good winning streak there, kind of getting things back together, and it fell to the Anaheim Ducks. But all is not lost. We may have lost the battle, but uh, we will win the war.
2: I agree, a disappointing loss last night, we'll, we'll talk about that in just a minute, I would like to open the show with an announcement. I enjoy announcements. It. You love announcements, this one's, this one, you know what, we don't, we don't, we don't seriously toot our own goddamn horns around here, but tonight we're tooting, <laughs> a taco salad we're tooting? that might be, <laughs> yes, we're fetter, fetter tooting our own horn. So, uh, Blog Talk has once again revamped their system here, and they've they've instituted a new dashboard. So when you sign on to when you sign into Blog Talk Radio and you go to the and you go to this new host dashboard, it immediately shows you how many listens your show has had. And I am proud to say that in the Four and a half years of the existence of this show. By the way, happy anniversary to my lawfully wedded uh, internet radio partner. We just passed four years together, just a few weeks ago. Oh God, if I forgot to give you a <laughs> present. That's okay. Give you a what is? <laughs> oh, I love it. What is four years of internet? What is four years? You know, is that, uh, is that gold or paper? I don't know. Anyway, but in the four years we have been together, this show has garnered. Almost 300,000 listens. Wow. 300,000. Over a quarter of a million listens.
1: That yeah, but that's is, just me and you listening back to the show over and over again. No,
2: because they, no, they only count that once. Oh,
1: if, okay. if you
2: download the show, that's, that's a listen, but it doesn't count it again. I tried that. Try to boost our ratings. I mean, you know, I I always try. To try to, I, I always
1: try to downplay our accomplishments. But really, it is pretty amazing with zero, you know, advertising. I mean, other than just you know the word of mouth through some of the websites that it's gone that.
2: You know, it's gone that way. You know, it's, it is. We've essentially done this with. A little, you know, some promotion on Blue Shirt Banner initially, which, which we don't do anymore. Uh, you know, and then through our Facebook group and Twitter. And then, you know, a little bit of word of mouth. And then, of course, I'm sure a big part of that is just, uh, you know, debt of gratitude to iTunes. Because that is where a majority of our, of our uh, listens come from. And you know I think a lot of that is just people who went on to iTunes and searched for New York Rangers and and found us because we are the first ones to come up. So uh but yeah, I was pretty impressed with that. That's uh, yeah. yeah, that is. That's a good number, man. I'm I'm definitely proud of that. I'm pr-
1: I, you know, I I'm proud that everybody tunes in for some reason. <laughs> they find this interesting. I mean, I always find it interesting, but it it you know, I'm glad to see Rock's back. I was actually t- telling my wife a couple days ago. I was like, you know, Rock has not been around, and usually he's chomping at the bit for hockey season. That's all he cares about. And uh, yeah, we get some. So some of the heavy hitters, some of the new heavy hitters are here. Uh, the listen, I, you know, I talked about talked this, You know, the Rangers lose last night. Uh, you know, two to one, and I want to talk a little bit. Of, and I think me, me and Jim discussed this uh, about a two-one loss under AV and a two-one loss under JT. Uh, how right. they uh, they differ, right? And you know, usually. Under Tortorella, and and maybe the case the Rangers could win a game like last night by playing Tortorella's type of game where they just basically bottle up in their own zone and and maybe they come away with a one nothing win if Hank stands on his head. Uh, but in the long run and in the playoffs, you can't play like that. We've seen, we saw it, and I am just you know tickled pink and I really am I mean I know it's a weird kind of phrase but I just love the Rangers with all the offense and getting 35 shots a night and the defensemen moving in on the play Uh, chances in front of the net players always in front of the net we've been treated to some really good hockey and sometimes you don't win You just don't win; it's not in the cards. Uh, But through, I guess, almost a decade or so of you know Rennie and then Tortorella with a defensive first type of thing, we're seeing a whole new evolution. And and to me, it's 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 doubly exciting
2: to watch. Yeah, no, I agree. You know, like I said, a a two-one loss under Tortorella, you know, would be. Fifteen shots on goal, you know, four shots in the first period, uh, you know, 0 for 6 on the power play, (laughs) you know, just it would have been absolutely excruciating. And, you know, last night, like I said, as we talked about before, you got two and a half minutes into that game. My ass was barely settled into my my seat and it's one nothing. And then a couple of minutes later, it's two nothing. I'm like, I was going to lose my mind if they lost nine to two again last night. But then they, you know, they settled into that game. They got the, they got a goal back. I thought their their mistake last night was Anaheim was a was a tired team towards the end of the second period, and the Rangers didn't jump on them. The Rangers should have come out in the third period just buzzing on the attack, and I thought they didn't. I thought they let. I thought they let Anaheim take that game, take the third period to them until maybe the eight-minute, eight-and-a-half, nine-minute mark, somewhere around there. And then the Rangers started to turn the tide and then got the penalty, got the power play, and then got the two-man advantage for, I think, ten seconds or whatever it was. Lost the face-off, of course. Uh, (laughs) You know, some things never change. Uh, Lost the face-off. And then I think uh, Pooh as I've as I've renamed him, took the penalty that made it a four on. Uh, I guess it was a four on four at that point. And then there was another yeah. team, too many men on the ice. This team still can't count to five, and and, and that was it. So the, the Foxwood final five was a fuckfest, basically the last five minutes yeah, of that yeah. game. But but I mean I, I didn't think they played badly. I mean Anaheim is stacked. They are stacked. Frankie's favorite, Andrew Gugliano, was all over the place last night. They're, They're eight, a physical team.
1: You have to understand, Anaheim, and I said this about when they were originally were the West Coast, the, the, those West Coast teams like Anaheim and San Jose and even L.A., these guys are ahead in the process. You know, Boudreaux came in there last year and really turned things around for them. Uh, they have some injuries. Uh and you know, we heard a lot about them as we always do. But they are um they're on board with their system. They're they they're a tough team, they're a physical team, they're uh they can skate and the Rangers are just getting into their groove and there's gonna be bumps In the road, but if they can win three and lose one, and then you know progress, and I thought they handled the adversity of getting down two goals. This we saw what happened out west. It got crazy, and it continued to get crazy. This they were able to stop the bleeding. I thought they had some really decent chances. Um, You know, um, and I really saw a lot. I really just love to see this kind of hockey. I I feel like we've joined the rest of the league. After like, you know, eight, ten years, we've finally joined the rest of the league. And um, the Stepan, Zuccarello, and Kreider line, outstanding. Zuccarello is playing awesome. I mean, I really think, uh, and he's so tough. He really can get in those corners, and, and he he's so he, – he's strong along the boards. I mean, he really is. He's – you know, and Kreider is just – I mean, he's – I mean, he's he, – at times, he's dominant, you know, and this would have never happened under El Duce. And Stepan gets the hat trick the, the first uh, time since his first game ever – We were first introduced to Trish Coakley, Stepan's mom, way back when. So they, uh, I'm happy where the Rangers are. But now you have these rumors by Dance and Larry Brooks that some players may be available to the Rangers to acquire. And maybe uh, Alice Hemsky and uh, Aless Hemsky, whatever you want to call him, and uh, Neil Yakupov. Now, do you really want to change the whole chemistry of this team? Maybe you do if you think Rick Nash is not going to return for the rest of the year. But I don't know. I throw it to you. What do you think about that? What does the chat room think about that? What do the fans at home listening on the podcast think of that? I mean, uh, Jim, what's your initial feelings? Hey, what happened? All right, can you guys hear me at least? Uh, okay. Well, okay, cool. Thanks. So, I mean, you've got to consider this. I mean, I, I frankly believe that if you put, if you put, uh, if it turns out that Nash is gunzo for the season, uh, maybe you put him on long time IR and then maybe you got the cat room to get a Hemsky or get a, uh, you know, a Yakupov. I don't know. They need to make room cap wise. Do I like Yakupov? I, I find it strange that Larry Brooks, although Larry Brooks does have the inside track to say there, you know, uh, uh, he's the one who breaks breaks the story. But he's also the idiot after three games was saying, uh, you know, the Av and the Rangers are at a crossroads because of their bad start. Uh um, so. Uh, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, people throwing names around, Delzado going to Edmonton, I don't see that. I don't think they need really an offensive defenseman. They already got Justin Schultz. I'm not sure Michael Delzato is what they're looking for. I mean, every Brainger fan wants to get rid of our, gar- our garbage, you know, uh, the guys left over from the old regime like Boyle and Pisey, but uh, – I don't think Yakupov is a really good fit. He's super talented. I mean, there's no doubt about it. But, And I'm not going to give him – I'm very – you know, I try not to lump all the, the, the Eastern bloc and the, the Euro, European guys together and say, oh, they are head cases and this and blah, blah, blah. This guy has an attitude that I do not like. Uh, he's a guy that uh, – I don't know – he just, I mean, he had a good rookie campaign, but I, there's something rubs me wrong with this guy. Whether you want to call him Jaradev 2.0, I think he's probably got a little bit more. Uh, his career probably wind up being better than Jaradev's, but who knows at this point? I'm, I'm, I'm curious to why they want to get rid of him. You know, so you there.
2: It, it, yes. Sorry, lost my internet. No problem. Had to go reboot. Anyway.
1: Uh, You know, and and CCP, uh, you know, he makes a good point. I was talking about Yakupov. Yeah, he's a minus 13 with one goal and three points. But, you know, everybody on that team's a freaking minus. I mean, they're terrible defensively. They're three and ten. Right. Uh, And he's a young player. I mean, this guy, you know, you know. The, the Oilers stink. I mean, you know, this is you know, I, I understand that uh, you know, those are not very good numbers, but so I guess I, I don't know if you heard my question to you is, do you think you want to mess with the Rangers' chemistry by making a trade?
2: Well, I, I guess I don't know who's. I guess it depends on who's going the other way. I mean, you know, I'm well, you know made, that. Uh, oh, go ahead. Well, I just want to say that. Uh,
1: you know, going the other way, you know, most Ranger fans want to get rid of the garbage. You, you know, we're not going to trade Boyle and Pyatt and, you know, Justin Falk and, uh, you know, uh, Kyle Jean and, and get Hemsky and Yakupov. And right. You're probably going to have to give up somebody that's in the starting lineup that's decent. So, I mean, <laughs>
2: Maybe JT Miller.
1: Oh, yeah, JT Miller's been sitting out. The, he sat out last night. Now Miller, who I like, he he's kind of more of a guy that I think fits in the Tortorella, thing, uh you know, scheme of things, but maybe not as far as AV goes. I like uh, JT Miller a lot, but it's. Uh, I don't know. He hasn't been
2: all that good this year,
0: you
2: know. It's, uh... No, but uh, a lot of guys haven't been real good. I'm not. I'm not worried about JT Miller yet. But you know, like you said, <clears throat> you're not unloading. You're not unloading the garbage for for a first round for last year's first round draft pick. I think I think what the Rangers are going to have would be more likely to do is is just try and move. Some of their guys that that don't fit this system, and we know who they are because we talk about it all the time we've been talking about it for four weeks now there are you know to to there are guys that that are that are not suited for this system but can be serviceable for other teams you know teams that play a, a more defensive style of hockey guys that you know that, where you don't necessarily have to have Good skaters on every line, uh, you know. The, the Boston's and the Chicago's of the, of the world have shown that to be, you know, really successful. You need guys on on your third and fourth line that can skate real well and score once in a while. I, you don't see you don't see very many fourth lines with three goals anymore. This is you know, it's not like nineteen ninety five. Yeah, uh, and
1: you can't have you know, 14 games in, and guys have no goals. Oh, but, uh, you know, Rosen was going on about, oh, you know, Pyatt's looking to get his first, and
4: Boyle's
1: looking to get his first. Those
2: days are over, man. I mean, you cannot have guys like that on your team. You just can't roll an entire line on the ice anymore that you know there's a 99% chance that they're not scoring. It's it's just it's not like the old days where you, okay, you had that fourth line and and yeah they hit they did the you know they had the forechecking and if you got a goal once in a while from them you were thrilled you, you can't you can't survive like that anymore. And I just think that there's just a couple there's a couple two three too many of those type of guys. I mean Daryl Powell and Taylor Pyatt and Brian Boyle there's too many of those guys in this system right now
1: and they're slow as
2: shit the
1: rest, the rest of the ranger team is fast and now they're slow as shit I mean they really are very slow I mean uh, you got to have guys and I actually like that fourth line they were throwing out in the, in the last game with the double D uh machinter and who was the last guy was it Boyle uh, no. I can't think who was the they were all not natural centers, I remember them saying. Uh, uh I can't think of it. My mind is Freud, but
2: Dorset, Pyatt, and Machinter were the four were, I think were the fourth line last night. And then he had I, Boyle I on the third line with Broussard and Callahan. Yeah, get rid Eesh. of
1: Boyle doesn't belong anywhere on this team. I can live with Pise. I I I don't hate him as much as most other I can't, Brian Boyle, all he does is fall down, he doesn't fight, he doesn't stick up for teammates, he does nothing. And Dorsett, I like him. He's got some skill, this guy. He's just got, he's got like a, the brain of an ant, though. He, <laughs> he, he's a total reactionary. He doesn't think. He threw a punch at, when, when McDonough made those two terrific checks, and knocked Corey Perry into the bench twice, which was fantastic. I mean, just shows you how strong Ryan McDonough is. And on the second one, Dawson's sitting there, and he just throws a little punch. AV grabs him, you know, which I thought was cool. But But if this guy could get, you know, learn himself some brains and restrain himself, a little bit. I think he's a competent... But I don't think he should be fighting every night. He's too small. He, he gets demolished. He gets demoed by these bigger guys. But his heart's bigger even, than his brains. <laughs> right, <laughs> That's for sure. And Meshuggana, I like Meshuggana. He's decent on the fourth line, but you get a natural center, you know, you know, it's you know, so, he, I... I I like what I see of you know, Dorset is not slow. He's a pretty he's got decent speed. You know, he, yeah he does. He and Machinther, I mean, I'm not saying he's fast, but he's not he's not like, you know he's not boiled slow. They gotta you know, so they these guys can be replaced things can be upgraded but I'm I'm happy with everybody's play. Um you know, and as the season goes, certain guys are going to get hot, and certain guys are going to cool off, and then you get picked up. but the thing is, you can't have these guys that have no goals in in one in a quarter of a season. I mean it's not a the quarter mark yet, but I can guarantee you one of those two idiots is not going to have a goal by the 20 game mark. right, probably both. You can't keep guys like that around who what team carries guys who have no goals
2: night after night they, after night? You get sent down but 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 it's not even it's not even that they have no goals it's that you know, we're not talking about we're not talking about a guy like Ryan Callahan who's got no goals. I have no expectations of these guys ever scoring a goal. You know, you know, it's like George Costanza said that time on Seinfeld. He says, I can't see any situation in the rest of my life where I'm ever going to have sex again. I cannot see any situation where Brian Boyle or Taylor Pyatt are going to score a goal, ever. I, have, I, I, I don't think it's ever going to happen. I mean, who was – I just said it a few minutes ago. The best player on the ice last night was Andrew Cagliano. He's – now, if just based on the lineup that I read going into last night's game, he's on their fourth line. He's on the Ducks' fourth line. Palmieri scored the, scored the game winning goal. He's on their third line. Right. You you've got to have good teams win. Is. Right. Half good
1: teams win. Look at the Blackhawks. They 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 have the same thing.
3: You cannot have these stiffs.
1: Now I know it's, you know he's just settling into the whole thing, and he, I think he finally knows where everybody kind of fits. You know, but you really, it's important to have these guys, and I think they will get them eventually. Because I really, you know, I was thinking about this, Jim. You know, we've been, and and I know we have a couple guys on the Facebook uh, group that really hate Saylor, but if you think about that Gabaric trade, I mean, for when, when it happened, and it's almost like a, they had to get rid of him because the coach and and the player were not get they got a fucking steal or at least even up because but they filled john moore is is impressing me night after night uh with his skating uh and I have to say bersard who who struggled a little bit of late uh but he's certainly. I like his playmaking ability, especially in in, in in short and you know short space. And he certainly can. He's an offensive guy. They're strong up the middle. And Dorsett, Dorsett's not bad. If he could just you know get his head screwed on straight, he gets chances. That's all you want to do is create chances. These other two
2: guys don't get any chances whatsoever. You know, uh, so uh, let me uh, just to give you an example. Uh, Maybe this is a good example. Maybe it's not. I'll go back a little bit into their history, and I won't even go back to 94. I'm looking at I'm, I'm just looking at the 19. I'm looking at the 96, 97 team. Okay, this was the team that got to the conference finals and lost against the Flyers. Okay, you had you had a first I if I if I remember correctly I think the first line on that team was Gretzky uh Robitaille and I think I want to say uh Nicholas Sundstrom okay and then you probably and then the second line you had Kovalev or no excuse me maybe Messier uh maybe Messier Sundstrom and Robitaille were the first line and then you had Gretzky and then you had uh Graves and you had uh uh, Pat Flatley on that team and Kovalev at right wing, but you had you had guys like Nemchinov who scored you know six goals on, on the third line center and your fourth line center, and you had uh, you know like Serge, uh, Sir, Sergio Mameso, Momeso pack your bags. I love that story. Uh, <laughs> you know, Bill Berg. You know these guys that would score three, four goals a season. Those days are over. Where you roll those? Where that's your third and fourth line. And, you know, obviously, you know, Messi, Messi and Gretzky, you talk about two of the greatest centers of all time, and, you know, talk about a shitload of Hall of Favors. But you, you get my point. You know, those days are over where you had, where you only had one or two lines that could score, and then you rolled out two lines that if you got 15 goals from them, you were living, you know? It's it's just not like that anymore. you got to have depth, right. and you've got to have much more balance in your lines. And, yeah, I know Nash being out that— that obviously hurts. And I got – now, our buddy Murph down in Florida there, he works, he works the Panthers games. And the other night, he worked security at Panthers games. The other night, he talked to – he was talking to Darren Pang, who was down there doing – I guess he does games for TSN, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah. he said that – he gave him two bits of information. One is that the Rangers are very, very concerned about Rick Nash – and the other, that was the bad side. But the good side is that, Pang feels that once once this team gels and starts to really get this system, that they're going to take off. And I mean, we've heard no news about Rick Nash, unless I miss something.
1: No, you don't hear anything. Uh, uh, He's heading uh, to Michael Sourville. I mean, you know, this good, you know, you know, it's unfortunate. I. I... Uh, I, I agree. I think the Rangers are. I mean, you know, you follow this team. I just like what I see. I like the they put pressure on the other team, and they just gotta, you know, they gotta hang on there. I mean, how refreshing is it to watch a power play where it's not a total give up? I mean, you know, now they. I look forward to the power plays. You know. Their goals against has come way down. I mean, you know, they only gave up two goals last night. I mean, it's almost like they can play defense and they can get 35 shots and a lot of quality shots. Uh, you know, Delzato played a pretty good game last night. If he was showcasing himself to go to Edmonton, he be a good night. Lowe and Messier were there, and, you know, he... I mean, he made one little dangle play that annoyed me early on, but he had some nice rushes. I still can't stand him in the defensive zone though I think he's <laughs> he's just a, he's a mess uh, back there um
2: doesn't seem my, only progressing. Pro- uh, my only problem with their power play and, and believe me in the grand scheme of things compared to what what we've seen the last two or three, four or five, or is it 15 years? <laughs> it's a minor... It's a minor... Be- I don't like... I don't like the fact that they're still using forwards on the point because it's just... I, I don't think that works. At least not right now. At least not with the forwards they have. I don't think Brad Richards should be out on the point. I would I much rather they ha- see... Uh, me personally, I'd rather see... Delzato and Stahl out on the point, or Delzato and McDonough, or McDonough and Stahl, even Strawman out there, because uh, as I've said a hundred times on this show, he bombs away. He shoots first and he asks questions later. You know, I I don't like Richards on the point. You know, even Stan just said on the point. <laughs> He's an accident waiting to happen. But I'm not crazy about any of their forwards out on the point. I'd much rather see the forwards buzz in the net. And I because and I right. think that's when they've been more successful. But you know, we did that... Uh, when we had the Arizona viewing party, one of our Arizona viewing parties last year, and I did the, I did the joke with the packets of sugar on the table and, and diagrammed the Rangers power play, how it's just ping pong, nobody moves, you know, everybody just stands in one spot and passes the puck. Now there is much more movement. Everybody, five guys moving at once. At all times on this power play, nobody right. is stationary. I don't understand why the the former regime never understood this when an absolute knucklehead dipshit like me could see it, watching from twenty three hundred miles away. But thank God Scott Arneil <laughs> understood it. <laughs> Poor man that had to watch all eighty two games of power plays. Last year. <laughs> he figured it out. So, but that's that's my minor beef, but. Again, in the grand scheme of things, if that's the least of their problems, I still think they're okay because I, I, it's, it's not a give. Like you said, it's not a give up anymore. It's not. Oh well, there's two minutes. We're not getting. You know, oh shit, they're going on the power play. We don't say that. You know, I haven't been saying that anymore. Yeah, so it's time uh, to get a
1: drink. But now just, now I'm, uh...
2: yeah, exactly, it's time to, it's time to go hit the pisser. But you know, just to circle back to, to, to what I was saying before is, as far as moves go. Uh, a move for for uh, you know Yakupov or something like that. I would I, that would really surprise me because a I don't think they have the cap space. B I don't think it would take a, a major movement of big assets that I don't think they want to do. I don't think they I don't think they're gonna they're gonna look to move young guys already. I mean you can't do that four weeks into this regime, and, and that's, that's what right. it's gonna take. I, I you want to so. start and you don't want to start trading draft picks. I don't know. You, no. you gotta have. You know, it, it might take. You know, it might take three or four assets to get a. You know, to get a guy like Yakupov, and then you and then you're left with nothing again in, in the system. You've got to. You know, they've got to have. You know, look, we had ten years of building absolutely no pipeline for this team, and I'm still not sure there's a pipeline in place. But at least there are some. When there are some guys that can come in and you know.
1: Maybe I'm an optimist. Maybe I'm an optimist, but you know when we have somebody like Leslie Treff come on and go. Right now, the Rangers have the best prospects they've ever had in the system, and they're one of the top teams in the league as far as that goes. It scares me that they might throw that all away. I mean, you know, right. to get a to get a guy that might be a bit of a head case, and you know, you know whether it's Oscar Lindbergh, uh, you know, whether it's JT Miller, whether it's, uh, you know, even though he didn't play very well, I thought, whether it's Foss, um, you know, uh, you know, the, the the Whale have a pretty good team down there. I, I just, I mean, the Wolfpack, uh, I don't want to be messing with Danny Cristo too, another steal for Montreal, at least everybody's telling us that. And he's looked pretty good down there. Uh, let's, let's you know, let, let's not shake the team up. I think they need to to progress. And with each win, the confidence builds. And once the confidence builds, then they buy into the system. And, and we've been seeing that. And they're buying into it. And they're embracing it. It just I think it was like just kind of a shock going from one drastic thing to a total other drastic thing for him. It was a big change. And you're seeing the guys that kind of got a lot of playing time like Boyle and and, and, and you see with A.V., he plays all kinds of guys shorthanded. You'll see Dorset out there, you'll see uh, you know, Dorset out there, you'll see Zuccarello killing penalties now. Uh, a lot of things that you didn't see uh, with Tortorella where he just played certain guys to death. Girardi to death, McDonough to death, you know Stall when he's healthy to
2: death. So, uh, uh, just to give you a quick, Christo has thirteen points in twelve games for the Wolfpack. I just uh, posted a nice, nice article on him from the Hartford Current. I just posted it in the chat room. Uh, what's Christian Thomas doing? Uh, I I'm look sorry. That up. If, you, if you give me a second.
1: Yeah, you could talk about Zuccarello, and somebody will post
2: it. Uh, that pass that Zuccarello fed Stepan on against Carolina, how beautiful yeah. was that pass? Backhand behind and Oh, that was just and how about beautiful. the play by Kreider along the
1: boards to get it? Yeah, see that's the thing. Kreider he uses his body so well. He, I, I'm, you know, I try to hedge myself when I see. It. When I see him dominate like that, I go, "Holy shit, we can get ha- we got something really good here." But I don't want to get too crazy, you know, i trying to uh, you know, I uh, you know, I don't want to get too excited, but he he's starting to look like the real deal. And uh and it's showing up on the scoreboard. These guys get are, are getting points. I mean, they didn't get <laughs> any points last game, but and now stepan he's he's starting to get it together, he's starting to he got, got his confidence back,
2: yeah, you know and, and honestly, i mean again just to just to get this this, final, this last point on this out, and then we can go wherever you want, but I think what you'll see them do is they'll you know once they get you know maybe hit the quarter pole of this season, which I guess they're getting there you know they'll start looking at these guys guys like Boyle and Pyatt and and you can move, I mean, you're not going to get much back from but you might get another prospect and then, you know, maybe Danny Christo is ready to come up and contribute a little bit, a guy, a kid that can skate and play in this system a little better and, and JT Miller, if he's got to go back to Hartford, then so be it, I mean, you know there aren't a whole lot of rookies in this world that just step in and immediately score, you know, become the, immediately step into the league and become the player that they're going to be I mean, look, we went through with Kreider and obviously some of that was on the coach as well, but you know, usually takes, guy, you know, not everybody's Tony Amante or, or even Tony Granado or Tony right. Soprano. You know, they sometimes it takes a few bus trips back and forth well, uh, to the it,
1: minors before I they get at, it. I look at Toronto. I look at Kadri. He was a highly touted guy who did very well in, in the American Hockey League, but he came up a couple times, highly touted, and, and did nothing. Really was like, wow, this guy may not. Out, but then he had a breakout year last year, and I, you know, I, I can't say enough good things about Kreider I've seen in the last four or five games. I don't know, and uh, uh, I think everybody knows it that's been watching. You know, that you could see, I just like how he's just knocking people off the puck, getting the puck. He's confident out there. He looks like he. And that line, which you know, is it's surprising they never. I I never thought of it. You know, get Zuccarello and him, who've had time in in the minors together, who probably played together, and they have a chemistry. And they're also maximizing Zuccarello, who was brought in here for offense, and now
2: you've got an offensive-minded team,
1: and you see what's happening.
2: So. Yeah, and, and you know, I just put it in the chat room. Kreider looks to me now that you know, just to use what Maddie Meatballs just commented, to use his term, he's off the leash. I mean, there's times he just to me looks like the type of forward that can that can dominate a game when he's on the ice. I mean, he could do everything. I had I had a
1: thought, but I had to, uh, uh, what to say we have to shut up about MZA? Why? Oh. What am I supposed to say? Guys, are playing great. I don't know what he means by that. I almost—I I won't say. it. I'm not going to say. It. I'm going to reserve to say it on another. But he—he he looks like he could—he could take over a game. Once he starts shooting I mean. and, and and doing that, and uh, so <laughs> uh, so we'll see. And he stayed away. he stayed away from the bad penalties, which I. I Worried me a little bit. And listen, and, these,
3: these teams. That,
2: oh, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I just want to say that uh, I, I just watching here in the chat room, Mr. French. I definitely agree with you. He he didn't play all that well in Connecticut last year. Didn't ha, you know? Didn't have a good camp this year. I'm not no, pinning it all on Torts. He had you know. And again, some guys it takes a, a few a few trips back and forth before they get it. I, I don't, but I certainly, I don't, I'm not blaming it all on the, on the, on the predecessor, but I don't think he helped the situation either, but uh, over and done with, over and done with, it's, it's uh, old news as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. No, I agree, I mean, a lot of it has to be
1: put on him, I, I don't think he was taking shots, I, enough shots, I, I was critical of him that, I blame it on torts, but when you, when, when you, you're limited to four minutes a night and you're playing with the fourth line and you have to earn and and whether it's justified or not to be moved up uh and you know play in fear of being benched every time you rush up the ice or score a playoff goal and to be chastised by the coach while well, he was lousy out there i mean you know it, I think a lot does fall on the way he was used, but I again, I don't think Chris Kreider, in a regular season mode, ever made the case for him to stay. I mean, if you know, he could have proved Torts wrong and and scored while he was you know playing with Pow and fucking, Oil. whatever the loser and boil, But I, I agree, Kreider, you got to earn your bones. There's no doubt about it. To catch twenty-two. It's a, really, a catch 22, get it, Brian Boyle? Catch <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so,
2: no. Well, yeah. are you ready to go to the phones? Tracy's or? The voice,
1: yeah, Tracy's the voice. Let's move on from the
2: past. Exactly. I'll, and I think we have. Yeah, yes, I think we obviously. have, but we, we still have to make some comparisons from time from time to time. Is uh, was, was there anything else that I wanted to uh, mention before we get to the phones? Because once Andrew, we get to the Cugl- phones, I...
5: Cugliano.
2: Thank you. Thank you, Frankie. Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, November 16th, Arizona Viewing Party. It's posted in the Facebook group. Hopefully we'll get a good crowd and get together and watch the game next week against Montreal. Uh, all right. To the phones we go. Uh let's see. First up, five one six seven five four. You're on the air. Who's this?
3: What's up boys? It's Rock. How are you? Hey, Rock over hey, buddy. Welcome back. Okay. How are you? I, Eddie, listen, I I've listened to the podcast. It's just the way the schedule's been working and the nights you guys have been on, it just hasn't been jiving with mine. So I've been listening to the podcast, keeping up with you guys, so
1: Oh, good. I didn't I, totally
3: abandon I didn't totally abandon you and, and actually Jim, you and I exchanged pleasantries on Twitter one night. Uh During the uh, Anaheim game, and in a drunken stupor, I uh, wrote a lot of things out there. So uh, (laughs) don't always uh, take what I write on Twitter uh, seriously. A lot of it has a a lot of sarcasm built into it. So (laughs) no, no worries, no worries, no worries. um, Just uh, so I haven't talked to you guys in a while, just um, just going to go into everything I guess a little bit. Um, I watched the game uh, from start to finish last night. And I was hoping, you know, these statement games to me are, are so crucial sometimes to see where the team is standing. And and you know, they won three straight against three teams that, let's be honest, should have they should have beat them all. I mean, there's right. I don't think there's one team you can say that they they should have they, they beat that they shouldn't have beat. Um, and last night, I when I was two nothing, I said up oh, good night. I knew, and I kind of knew it was over. And you know, they always suck you back in. They, you know, then it's two to one. And I, and I really think that, you know, you you, you can just see that Anaheim is it, it, so deep. It's, it's really amazing to me that the Rangers are still battling the same deficiencies that they've been dealing with now. We're now heading into our third season where they absolutely have no offensive depth on this team. And, and you look at the team's third and fourth line, and you just know they're not going to score. I mean, you look at them and you just know, but the game doesn't even start yet and you know you're going to get nothing out of your bottom two lines. And it's the same thing it was like last year. And like I said, and and I'll say it now, and I'll put it on Twitter and I'll put it in the chat room. To me, without Nash, this team's not winning. Plain and simple. They don't have the offensive power to go against every other team. Even even Philly, to, to me, I don't know how they're so bad. You have the offensive juggernauts on our team, so I don't know. I just, to me, without Nash, I just don't see this team going very far. And maybe I'm the eternal pessimist. You know, I think Broussard is showing you what he is. I think, I think he came in last year, uh, you know, with, uh, with something to prove, and, and I thought he was going to really show us something this year. But we're, we're 14 games in, and now he's going to be playing on the fourth line tomorrow night. I think Broussard, to me, is a lot of, a lot of what Jabinsky was, without the physical aspect. You know, at least Davinsky could kill penalties. You know, I mean, this guy, other than the game against Detroit, you know, and, and, they, and the one shot he had on the power play on the point against Buffalo, he's shown me nothing. He's shown me nothing that you saw last year against Washington in the playoffs and, and when he first got traded here. Next, well, you're getting absolutely no production out of your defense. You're getting nothing. McDonough has six points. The other five defensemen have a combined of eight points. Out of your rest of your defense, you're getting absolutely nothing from your defense. I don't know, and I just think without Nash, I just think long term this team is very weak offensively, and I just don't see them going anywhere. Well, that's why right I now. think
2: that that's why I think these these guys, this dead weight on the third and fourth line, they, they've got to find a way to get these guys out of the lineup. I think if if they if they can find some more depth, whether it's whether it's in house or or through trades, if they can find some more scoring depth on the third and fourth lines, it'll make all the difference. But when you're trotting out a fourth line that you know is not going to score, I, you know they're not going to score.
1: I, I disagree. I really – I you know, we've been talking for years. I really disagree with your state of the Rangers. I think the – I think you've got to be patient. The defensemen have have had an awful lot of chances. Uh, they're creating a lot of stuff. I mean, maybe it's not showing in the, in the, uh, on the scoreboard yet. They can't yet. get a
3: shot through. They can't get a shot through from the point. It's amazing how this team, their defense, watch, I'm serious. I watched that Montreal game, everything. they well, that- They couldn't get a shot through for their lives. And even against Buffalo, they had a hard time getting shots through. And I watched both teams I was at both games And I, why, walk, I block, Another
1: one block Another one block Another one block and then Well to block to end, If, Del, if Delzato could ever Hit the net He gets it through But it just doesn't Hit the net <laughs> uh, I yeah. am not I'm not I, and I know Broussard Has struggled He's, He definitely struggled And I think a lot of people Were very wary Of him Kind of getting comfortable And not being the same player I think the Rangers. I, I like. I I see baby steps happening. I I really do see some progress. Maybe I'm being fooled. Without Rick Nash, they've you know they haven't beaten anybody of, uh, caliber of any you know major caliber here. I mean, I think Pittsburgh will be a test to where they where they are in their their own division and. Uh, they're just not as far along, in, to use a Tortorella's wor- award, in the process uh, of this whole thing. I think it's, you know, I, 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 I'm I'm a lot more optimistic than you are. Um, I think with Richards playing a lot better, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I just think I, I, I'm in a better place than you are right now, and we'll no, find it is- out.
3: You know what it is, Eddie? Not for nothing, and I don't like to be this way. I have to wish, you know, and I love it when, people, when I get proven wrong. I, I, and I always admit it, and I always don't ever mind eating crow when I say something and, I, and I'm completely off about it. This team bakes too much on question mark hockey players. Guys, they think might score twenty goals.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Bringing in guys like Pugliot, bringing in, in in Zuccarello, though he's played fairly well recently. There's these question-mark hockey players that they bring in and they're praying they're going to get 20 goals instead of bringing guys that they know are going to get 20 goals. And I know that's easier well, said than done. And I know, and it's not easy. But you look at these other teams, and you know, you can look at a team like L.A. They lose Jeff Carter, but they got Kopitar. They got, um, they got Mike Lynch And they move down the line, and they got guys that can, that can pick up Jeff Carter's flag if he can't play the Rangers lose Rick Nash. Really, who's replacing him? Really, nobody. He's irreplaceable to this team. He's really, and essentially you brought back the beginning, you brought back last year's team, and you added Benoit Pouliot, and you added the rest of the guys for a full season. So basically the team you brought in last year, so in essence, you're saying, well, you know what, Tortorella was the problem. That's why we didn't win. And that's basically what you're saying. Porterello was the problem. That's why the team did not win. I think the, the, exact
1: si- the system was the problem. And over the long haul, you can't play that way.
3: Oh, I love the know Rangers. It you.
1: And, and you have to give – I mean, let's give it a – I mean, the Rangers had a lot of injuries. I mean, we had Cam Talbot playing goal. Callahan's been out twice. Nash was out. Haglin missed the beginning of the season. And you see and you
3: the difference it. with Haglin and, and Callahan back in the lineup. I'm not disputing uh, that. Haglund,
1: but w- uh, you bring up a good point because, to me, Haglin was a surprise because once he came back, there was an injection there of, I don't know whether it, it was just an infusion of his speed and his forecheck and just being noticeable out there and his tenacity. I kind of underrated his coming back, I, I, I you know. And it's not about eating crow. We all want to see the Rangers win and succeed. And, you know, it's just about sharing opinions. You know, listen, I, I uh,
3: you know. No, no, and I, agree, and I agree with you guys. I mean, it, it's, it's just very disheartening because, you know, what, every year we go into the season thinking that we're going to win the Cup. And you know what? In, and every year, you know, you, you have these high expectations, you know, AD's coming in, we're going to have a new offensive system, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And, and you fall you on your face out west. You lose, you're, you're really your only big-time offensive threat offensively, a guy you were hoping to get 40 goals out of at least this season. And then you get no offense out of anyone else for the most part up until recently, and, and you're scoring against bad teams. I mean, let's be honest. So I think that's really where, where I stand with how long, and, and Jim made a great point, is how long do you now go and if you guys read Av's quotes from his practice today, uh, he's, he's basically calling out players and saying, listen, if things don't change, we're going to make changes. And I, and I do think, well, guys I think that's value. a good thing, right? No, and I think I mean, and I, you're going to laugh. I think Brian Boyle has value to a team who's a contender. He can play on a team's fourth line, he can kill penalties, and, and he can win face-off. On a good team, he's a good player. He's a good a third or fourth line guy on a, on a team that has you know a plethora of offensive talent. If you're thinking Brian Boyle's here to score 20 goals like he did three years ago, well, you oh, know what? Of yeah, that's my point. But on this team, they need Brian Boyle to score 10 or 15 goals. Well, on this I, team right now, as presently constituted, they need Brian Boyle playing third line right. minutes. They need him to score at least 10 goals. And you not. Well, how long do
1: you stay with a guy who's going to have no goals after 50, after 20 games? He's got to you be moved or sent down. I, I, I would never do it, I think the A.V. is going to use these guys. If they don't have any goals, they're gone. The
3: question they're not going to be playing. No, and, I, and, I, and I agree with you. And I think what they did, and, and everyone was clamoring, and this goes back back to the day. Oh, I can't understand why the Rangers voted in Hedberg, blah, blah, blah. Let's be honest. If it wasn't for Bion's contract, I think Hedberg's a better backup goalie than Biron. If we're going one-on-one, who would, you rather, yeah. who would you rather have as your backup goalie, Biron or Hedberg? Uh, based on what you saw from last season, so,
1: I would have I mean, a garbage can is better than Biron. And
3: you have the shooter too that would do a better job than Biron. But my point <laughs> is, is that basically you saw it already started with with Ashram and Biron, and you know what? You know what? Maybe maybe it takes another five games. Maybe they fall on their face tomorrow against Pittsburgh, and then they fall on their face against against Columbus. You know, maybe they do something after that, but. You know, when do you, how long do you go now playing like this? You make another ch- change to the sake of making change. You know, you come to the point where you say, well, you know, is this season a lot of complete loss? And if Nash is well, not coming back, then, you know, I think they're in some serious trouble. Well,
2: the other, you know, the other thing is they've got to figure out, uh, you know, what's going on with Nash because do they put him on the, on the LTIR, in which case his cap space is freed up. And right. you know if they if they do that, and when they do that, well, that makes a big difference because you know obviously that frees up a, an awful lot of money. But no, uh, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. You know,
1: they. I think that's what's going to wind up happening.
2: How long? Is, I don't know. How Justin
1: long the, if, if Pang, if Pang, from what you heard and, and Murph told you, what uh, this Nash thing? Really, with the no news, and
2: I really think it's bad. Well, I mean, let's let's look at the – let's go back and look at the history. Look at Mark Stahl's concussion. Remember, there was never no no updates, no updates. And and it was like – it became like he wasn't even a member of the team. You didn't – nobody – it was like he was gone. It was like he didn't even exist. There were no questions about him. There were no answers about him. There were no updates about him. And all of a sudden, there he was for the the Winter Classic. But, I mean, it was months
3: where you heard nothing. But then you've got a guy like Michael Sauer, who basically, you know, he's like um, we still you know, tiger, on, tiger, tiger on the Brady Bunch. He just kind of just disappeared. You, just, you know how <laughs> I've never explained it. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's Chuck Cunningham. Happy days. Yeah, <laughs>
2: exactly. he's Chuck Cunningham happy days. I mean, you, want to see it I
3: mean I, I, you know, I don't know. I guess it's the way that they handle things, I guess, so they don't seem vulnerable in trade. I guess, it makes, I guess it makes sense where teams won't, won't hold them over a barrel, but they always hold the ranks over a barrel anyway when it comes to trades anyway, except for Sather, who always seems to win most trades. But Well,
1: I think, what, I think what you're saying here is without that big gun, they're not going anywhere, and I think that's fair. I mean, I, I certainly think that's fair, and, but it all comes back, to, you know, we, you just mentioned Sather in his trades. It all comes back to not being able to, to cross the Ts and dot the Is with players that are on the third and fourth line to bring those guys in that can get 15 goals, like you, you said in the beginning, the guys you know are going to get 15 goals. Not that you're, you know, on a wing and a prayer. You're hoping they get 15 goals.
3: You know, I think I think I think Jim. Uh, I'm not sure which one of you had said that Sid misses the nuances of building a hockey yeah,
1: team. I, I he knows that how.
3: It. Yeah, that's that's the perfect example. He knows how to go out and get the big time free agent. However, when it when it comes down to those little you know, those little guys that can make or break your lineup, you know, I mean, what about a guy like Mason Raymond? The guy's twenty seven years old. He got a one million dollar he got a tryout with, with Toronto and he's killing it with them. He's playing fantastic. Do you don't think he'd be a better fit on the third line than Dominic Moore?
2: He, I, and, I I mean I right, I don't know, I don't Sorry to interrupt. You're talking about a guy that can, a guy that can skate, a guy that can play this system. Guys that can't skate well aren't going to. I keep saying it. I might as well just record it and have a button to hit. Yeah. Guys, definitely. guys that can't skate well are going to hold this are going to hold this team back. That's not to say that they're not serviceable players for somebody else, but this team, this coach, this system, they're going to hold this team back. And uh, and got and I get what you're saying about Nash Rock, but I but I I will disagree to the point where if the third and fourth lines are constructed better with better depth, more scoring, it, it they could be successful. I'm not saying they're a cup contender, but
3: right.
2: uh, but I didn't necessarily think they were a cup contender when Nash was in the lineup. No. And I mean yeah. And yeah. I don't know what you guys are thinking, but uh, I mean I mean I'm at the point now where I'm thinking. Even if Rick Nash plays tomorrow night against Pittsburgh, you know, we're looking at a guy who every time he goes hard into the boards, we're going to worry about him.
3: Yeah, Ryan Clough. You know, um, it's, it's, I didn't spend you know, a whole lot of time worried about Ryan Clough. Well, I'm just saying, I'm just saying you, now you see, like we, which the Raiders actually made a great decision to keep in that guy. but
1: uh, Oh, how about with the devil signing that guy? What after a, he had I mean, three. You know,
3: yeah, had three concussions with the
1: Rangers and they had to go out and get him because they needed a replacement. They panicked because they lost David Clarkson.
3: You know, Ravarillo, they consider him the Pope of hockey. You know, the Pope of Gene General. But he makes some stupid signings sometimes. He I does. Mean, but whatever. I don't, I, mean, I don't want to get into it with him. But, you know, if you think back on this now, if, if God forbid, you know, Nash is out for a long period of time, you know, these, these trades, these, these two trades between the Nash and the Gabbard trade, to me, Columbus won. I honestly say, I honestly don't think they made out as good. I, I mean, Eddie, maybe to be John Moore, to me, is the enigma of this whole trade. Cause I even you know what Rashard is. That, let's you know, I, think, I think we all know what is. He's 27 years old. I think we kind of figured out what the type of player he is. We know what Dorsett is, you know, whatever he what? is. I, 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 I'm not a big fan. I, also, I don't think that was a great trade. Uh, John Moore, to me, if John Moore doesn't turn out to be an elite defenseman, I think that, that's a, that was a horrible trade in the long run. That's just my opinion.
1: You have to look at the circumstances of the trade, though. The, right. it, it was a forced trade. It wasn't a trade that they thought they were going to get better value for. They just needed to get serviceable players for a guy that was not getting along with the coach, or the coach was not getting along with him. Yeah, would the Rangers be better with a Gaverick now? I think they probably would be. You and, know? and the Rangers
2: and the Rangers let let the coach win that that battle because the coach usually wins the battle, and at that point, I mean, when that deal was made, the Rangers had had no intention of firing John Tortorella.
3: And so, the trade did look like a genius trade uh, <laughs> you know up until probably the Boston series so. Right. I know. I guess. It, I guess you know. Uh, Should have, could have, would have. For the cows come home, right, guys? I mean, it, it is what it is. But long term, my, far, my, my thing really is, you really got to focus stick on the start is a four million dollar hockey player. So I confess. Yeah, that is well, my, yeah. my opinion.
1: Just, just remember during the season, you know, guys, this is, you know, the guys are going to struggle. They're going to get hot. I, I, I know you're not hot. I like I. I did, it took me a while to warm up to John Moore. I think he's, I think he's got some talent. He's fast. I mean, yeah, I see a lot of good things in him. But you know, let's, we'll, we'll see how it. But I really, I, I'm not. I'm not even close to being as grim on like the Rangers not making a playoff run or doing anything. I think they have.
3: They have it. You can't because so the Metropolitan Stinks. You I know. know well,
1: they,
3: have, they have. They have the. Yeah, that's gonna, that in itself is going to maybe save this team from, from missing the playoffs this year.
1: That's why beating the Buffaloes and the, the uh, you know, uh, and the other teams in, in, in the conference that aren't so, you know, they got to beat up on the Islanders in these – well, the Islanders are no. actually playing these – got to beat the fucking Devils. Ugh.
3: They need to beat the Devils, they need to beat Columbus, and they, and they need to beat Washington and Carolina. I mean, you know, other than Pittsburgh – Everyone of the else in this entire division, conference, I should say, or division, or whatever it is, is beatable. Right. When, everyone, else in the when everyone, else, yeah. everyone else in the Metropolitan Division is beatable. <laughs> and I'll tell you, when, when San Jose comes here and Nick Nash is, is not healthy, I'd better hear some Ranger fans really giving Brad Stewart some shit. You know, because they're very be quick. they like, you get know, all over their own guys. But when it comes right. to another team, they never that if it if this was the other way around, they'd be booing what? that bastard until and, until it was no there was until they had no voice left. What, what do you what do
2: you want the what do you want the fans to do, Rock? You want them to download the boo app on their iPads for uh, the lower bowl?
3: I don't care what they do, but every time that bastard <laughs> touches the pump, they oh, should, should right. be
2: booing the shit out of him. The new makes
3: it <laughs> uncomfortable to freaking be playing in Madison Square Garden. They, the Garden is not an uncomfortable building. Proposing
2: players to come into the the newly transquieted and it's, it's, Madison Square Garden,
3: and, that, so
1: and that brings it all. It brings it all around to last night's game, where you see Stepan take two headshots, not called by the referees, by the way, and nobody's going after this guy. I mean, these guys, uh, you
3: gotta you gotta stick
1: up for teammates, and they're taking liberties, and Nash is out with a head injury. and and I also want to – I think I'm going to nominate four people. Uh, you can volunteer for this. I want to keep track of the referees this year. I want to know which refs are total morons. I mean, that's just the Ranger way, but the, the, both games. And let's, let's find out who were the real idiots. I know that guy Rooney is terrible.
3: That guy uh, Jackson is terrible, too. Could you left yeah. the Montreal game and called that phantom call on Friday? Yeah. yeah. We yeah, got horrible
1: that night. Uh, we got to turn the tables on the NHL here at the Underground. They want to keep everybody anonymous. I want to know when they're playing who the idiots are so I know to say, uh-oh, this jerk-off is going to be reffing this game, and he's not going to call things, and uh, he's, gonna, he's endangering players out there. So the, the league doesn't hate the Rangers, Costa. Why would they hate the Rangers? <laughs> their most, Their most productive year – was when the Rangers won the Stanley Cup. Hockey was in the in the main, the, 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 the right smack It was in the zenith. It was in the apex, the apex, uh, the apex, the apex, uh, the apex whatever okay. it was. And he's saying they hate the Rangers. No. They love the Penguins. I'm with you on that.
3: Oh, God. Get Please. Get, Get God.
1: ready
2: no, for that tomorrow night. Get ready for that tomorrow night. Hello, those All fans, right. like a love the them. All right, guys, listen. Great
3: talking to you, and uh, I'll catch right. you next week. Keep,
2: keep in touch. Okay. We'll talk to you soon. Uh, Take, care, Rob. Take care, boys. Later. Take care. All right, let's go to. Let's see. Uh, let's bring let's bring Costa on, since you're disputing with Costa. Costa.
0: Yeah. The league. Yeah.
3: yeah the league hates the Rangers, but they love their money. They love the fact that 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 they they have they have um paid talent every
4: night. Hey, what happened?
1: (laughs) (laughs) The NHL, the NHL doesn't like the Rangers for a couple reasons. They don't like that Jimmy Dolan likes to make his own websites and and not cooperate and uh, you know the whole thing. In that regard, I think they think the Rangers are a bunch of pains in the asses. But I think the Rangers winning is good for business. That's the bottom line. You know business is the bottom line for both Dolan and both for uh, the the Gary Butman there. Uh, yeah, yeah, think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't no, think
3: no. They, Oh, yeah, 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 me. I <laughs> <laughs> Now, you know the penguins, that Man,
1: is a, that's a fixed game right there. Me. Come on.
3: That's
1: <laughs> uh, but I saw you in the chat room saying uh, maybe uh, send J T Miller, bring Christo up.
4: Can't do any worse.
3: <laughs> well, yes, I guess you're right. They they have a lo- they have a they have a lot of guys that can play bottom six in the minors. A lot of guys. They can't do any worse than what they have now.
4: You hey, what, what
3: happened?
4: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
1: no, I think that's so too. And and I think if these morons like Piatt and Boyle don't have any goals, if they also scoring, bring those guys up. Bring Oscar can't Lindbergh up. Can't they do any catch. worse. You can't do any worse. So I'm with you on that. Any other uh analogies, uh Uh you know, uh
3: oh. oh, oh. Hey. Um a hey, a hey, Jim. You're, what? Doing, you're doing a viewing party in uh, in Arizona.
2: Yeah, you coming out?
3: Yeah, okay. Uh, w-
4: w- um, any plans to do a viewing down. party? <laughs> what? <laughs> any
3: plans to do a viewing party for the uh, the stadium series?
2: Not for not for me.
3: Ah. Uh. Ooh. I
2: don't know my I don't know my Christmas plans yet, but even if I make it there for Christmas, I I'll be I would be home by by New Year's Eve.
4: Uh, hey, what happened?
2: Exactly. Uh, Sorry, Sam Rosen was on. I'm on fire.
4: <laughs>
2: so we'll see. We'll we'll get something together. Come out to Arizona. 70
4: degrees.
2: Uh, <laughs> get
3: your car and.
4: What car?
2: Uh, I don't know.
3: <laughs> it's a bunch of garbage. Thank you. With this specific player, <laughs> if he doesn't get 10 days or more, it's just a disgrace in the face of the NHL. Well, that was actually a good. Actually, he 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 was in rare form tonight. I'll tell you that. Oh.
1: Oh, oh yeah. Bad. What would he?
2: What did he make you laugh? He... He's talking about head
3: hits? Head hits. No, he, you basically, basically, basically wants people to boycott the NHL. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Here we go. Ready? Coming up tonight on the Paul show.
2: It's a show about the NHL, but don't watch it. <laughs> Man, the NHL.
3: The we ball. got the guy from uh, Hockey View. Hockey music. We got a uh, we got somebody from a
1: roller roller hockey league. Uh, we got uh, Louise from Patterson, New Jersey, who shoots ping pong balls out of a vagina.
2: So if your lips are wet and ready to go, hold on. Shit. oh
4: boy!
1: Oh man!
4: Uh, I- Hey, Pauly, we love
2: you. We, they, they yeah, know, that's we right, you. bro. <laughs> yeah, there we the go. Controversial show on the air. We'll be talking to Tim Younghan. <laughs> <laughs> old
3: roommate
2: in the <laughs> Coming up tonight on the show, <laughs> Jerry Burns.
3: Oh, God.
2: Will, Will Paymont. Jocelyn Clavermont.
1: Yes, we'll be talking to Frank Blue Nanny who coached for two games when he played with Detroit. I don't know. Tonight. I bring it?
3: <laughs> it's the Paulie no. show. I've overbooked my... The <laughs> oh, well, Paulie show would go from
1: like no guests to ten guests in like five seconds. <laughs>
2: I've overbooked my 10-minute show. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, you're and uh. like, like the ball and we love you. Take
4: a, take a joke, okay? Take we a joke. He's
3: oh, good, he's good. I hope you're, you're right. right,
4: because, you know...
3: <laughs>
1: you really just like that music, I think.
0: <laughs>
1: Anybody? <Yeah.
2: laughs> I don't understand from this bit. <laughs> <laughs>
4: this
3: is one. Of, this is one of my best. <laughs> oh those pictures.
2: You gotta be a Die Hard listener to know that. Oh God! All right, all right, all right. Anything else, over? Costa?
3: Uh, Nah, Radio Gold again, my
2: friend. Yes, thank Thank you for for the left. Oh, boy. All right, take it easy, Costa.
3: All right, ciao. Take
2: care. Toodles. (laughs) Stan, what's going on? Hey, what happened? (laughs) Hello? Hi, Stan, how are you? Doing well. Good. Next question.
1: Uh, uh, <laughs> I like your font in the chat room.
5: Oh, thank you. I always try to find something different.
1: Yes. Different font, different uh, color. Uh, I wanted to ask you. You heard Rock's dissertation on the Rangers. Where? Uh, what? You agree? You
2: disagree with where Rock is?
1: Uh, I think without Nash, they,
5: you know, they might make the playoffs. That's you know, they're, they're just a mediocre team without him. I mean, they just don't have enough offense. And, I mean, we spoke about this last year, and Jim's talking about it now. The bottom six just doesn't produce enough scores.
1: It hasn't changed. I disagree with you guys so badly that I find myself worrying about myself because usually I'm not – yes, I think you're (laughs) right, but I think what's going to happen is those guys will be replaced. I also see see the Rangers – most nights nice, in that 35 to 40 shot range and some, cl- a lot of quality chances. I think the Rangers can put up more than you guys think. Now, do I think they're going to win the Stanley cup? No, but I think they can make some noise in the playoffs. I really do. I, I don't know. I-, I call me crazy. Uh, You're you know, I'm right. Uh, but <laughs> we already knew was- that anyway. So that's why I put that out there. <laughs> but, uh, I'm more. I'm very optimistic about this team. I'm not going to bury. Now, Rock doesn't like Zuccarello. Zuccarello's look well. Would you agree with me that the, that that line has looked pretty good? Oh yeah, of course. But still, and, I mean,
5: he, the guy only has one goal. I mean, you look in the in the box scores in, in uh, the paper. There were guys in this league who you, you don't even know, and they've already got five, six goals. I mean,
1: guys who were like you know nothing players. Yeah, but you have to understand the Rangers are, you know, it's it's going to it's, they're in a transition year. This is not going to be like you know, you're jumping into an established team. It's a long season, and I think you guys are. I think you guys are expecting way too much. I know they beat nothing teams uh, primarily, but still, in their wins, they have looked dominant, and uh, I'm taking that away. Uh, from all of this I think I, 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 I Maybe I'm wrong I think a lot of people are still upset That they really did not make any moves In the offseason well, they, you know, they didn't bring in
5: anybody who couldn't score I mean
1: uh, Pooleon are, looks like
5: a good player But he doesn't produce
1: Yeah he doesn't finish well He doesn't finish well at all
5: That's the same thing and, but, but you know what I wanted to talk about was you know When I was watching the game yesterday I saw Kevin Lowe in the stands you know, right away a little light bulb went off because, you know, why is he in New York? It's a long way from Edmonton. And then in the, today in the paper you saw about the, uh, you know, the trade rumors, which you never know right. about. But, uh, I mean, Hemsky to me is Pugliak. You know, he's a guy who looks great. He's got the moves, the ski skates. He doesn't produce. And he's a free agent anyhow. So what are you going to, you know, give up for him? I don't see anything with him. But Jacopo is a different story. I mean, you're talking about a kid who could be a superstar. I mean, you can get him without giving up the ranch. Do it. That's the way I think. Okay. Well,
1: we're all in, we're all in different camps this early. We'll see what happens. Uh, you know, only time will tell, you know. I see. I really thought you people would be embracing Zuccarello. Nobody is... Uh... I like him, but, you know, I mean, he's not uh, great. He's uh, okay. I don't know. No, that. Okay. I'm... I can't. Uh, I can't say any more on what I think, Jim. Uh, what do you think? What do you think? what really...
2: Jim. What do I think about which point? Uh. They had made a lot of points there. Yeah. Well, I'm just, you know, uh, uh, the
1: Zuccarello thing. He said, "Well, he's only got one goal this year," which is true. I mean, but uh,
2: I don't know. I. Not I, ready to cut bait on on Zuccarello yet. He could skate. I still have hope. Zuccarello <laughs> and Delzado for uh, Yakupov. Done deal. I'd do that. Well, yeah, I'd do that too. But <laughs> I don't, I don't, think, don't think The problem is, you know, I, I said this earlier today. You know, the problem is dealing with Edmonton. All those guys at Edmonton worked for for Grandpa. They might not be so so quick to fall for his Jedi mind tricks, you know.
1: Yeah, they know the system well, right? I mean, because Messier really worked hard as this whatever he was, assistant GM, coffee boy, sat up in the press box. you see, you know, that's another thing I noticed about uh, that uh, 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 Messier. Like, you see, Kevin Lowe was like had a, like a computer and he was ruffling through papers and 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 all and, 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 and then you look, they, they looked at Messier and Messier's just looking good, like he's
2: profiling. Like he's not doing any hard work. He's the grunt. He should be the one that's doing all the stuff. But all right, so record. hold. Uh, hold on a second. Let, let's see. Uh, Maddie Meatballs says no way for M D Z. No way Edmonton would take M D Z and and uh, and Zuccarello for for Yakupov. Uh, Edmonton would want Girardi or a stall. Would you? Yes. would Would you do Girardi, M D Z, and Zuccarello for? For Yakupov, Or is that too much? No, you can't no. give up two defenses. You can't give up two defenses. No, I'm saying asking. They don't have to But Girardi would you
1: do, is in a contract trade, here. And,
2: what? I was just going to ask, would you do Girardi and Zuccarello for Yakupov? Yes. 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 See,
1: the thing is, Edmonton needs a veteran defensive presence on that back line. That's what they're looking for. That's what Girardi delivers. Uh, they may not want stall because of the injury problems and the concussions. But would I do it for Yakupov? Uh, oh, I don't know. I don't. The Rangers got to move forward. We talked about this at the beginning of the year with even their defensemen. Dan Girardi is an old guard defenseman. He's, he's certainly a very good defender. There's no doubt about it. But offensively, he's offensively challenged. And the way this system goes is you really can't have those guys. But who And he's in a contract here, and you know he's going to want a lot of money. And the Rangers probably won't have that money to give him unless they buy somebody out. And if they buy Richards or Nash, they need that money to replace those guys. So. Roy Erickson now says Sauer's helmet will also be thrown into the deal.
2: <laughs> and, and pickles. <laughs> Pickle. <laughs> what a bunch of sick bastards, i got to tell you. Uh, all also, right, Stan, anything else?
5: No, that's it for now. All right. Take
2: also care, Stan. We'll talk, we'll talk to you next week. All right. Take care,
1: guys. You too. Bye. Uh, also, I see a, they're also going to throw in a wreath from Derek Bugard's funeral. Wow. (laughs) That's real dark. God.
2: (laughs) Going to hell for that one. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, Ready ready to talk to Justin, and then we'll wrap this up?
0: Yeah. All
2: right. Justin, what's going on?
4: What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Not too much. Just got done with class, but, uh. What is the deal with Frankie and ca- 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 Cogliano? Obsession. He
2: likes,
1: he likes he Frankie only has about eight different synapses that go in on in his brain, and they just all go around in a circle.
2: <laughs>
1: Delzato's better than Stall. Cogliano, the same old bits. Uh, you know. He likes every fighter. He doesn't like anybody that's not a fighter. It's the same old, same No, no, old, no, you know? no, 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 no. Plus yes. minus uh, is
4: the greatest stat in the world, according to him, as well.
1: Yeah. Give it a no, break. No, 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 no. If that were the case, Charlie Huddy we would have been the greatest defenseman of all time.
4: Because no, he won no, the
1: Emery no, no, Edge no. Award. No, 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 no. <laughs> Frankie, don't argue with me.
3: Andrew Cugliano.
1: I like this mention of Frankie's name because you know all the clips are going to come out and we get to (laughs) laugh. (laughs) No, no,
4: no, 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 no. Jim's just sitting there on his switchboard pounding away at each and every one. He is very highly related.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yakupov (laughs) is highly related. And, of course, you know, well, you know, trade. If they trade Girardi, you know. He's a restricted agent. He's a restricted agent. (laughs) He is a restricted agent. (laughs) Wasn't that one of the James Bond movies? He was a restricted agent?
4: Yes. <laughs> Honestly, I, I would do Girardi. If they would take Girardi for, uh, for the Acreball, I would do that. Trip. Yeah, because, I mean...
1: How about if it's Girardi and Cristo?
4: Hmm. No, I don't think so. Cristo has too much upside.
1: I, but oh. you would do Gir, Girardi and I, Zuccarello, though?
2: It would hurt, but we can't. All of a sudden, Danny Christo's untouchable. That's
1: what I'm, I'm not saying. Untouchable, a lot of times, he, Ranger fans covet those prospects who've shown nothing, over a guy who's shown a little. No,
4: of he hasn't shown. Yeah, Whitey. He hasn't shown nothing. I mean, he's putting up a lot of points in the AHL, and he looked pretty good in camp and preseason. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't give up on him. Uh, I guess if it depends on. The only thing is, Yakupov is a question mark. So, if it, if you were talking about maybe, like, an established player who you know is going to put up points, then, yeah. But you're taking a real big gamble, you know, and then also giving up Girardi on top of that. But the reason I'd be more willing to let Girardi go is he's going to demand a lot of money as an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year. And, you know, he's starting to get up there with all the wear and tear and all the blocked shots. I mean, he's still... I think he's been okay this season. I don't think he's been. Girardi, you know, two years ago when he went to the All-Star game. But, you know, I'd be willing to move him. for Wikipedia? Exactly.
2: Thank you, Frankie. For
4: that cost. (laughs) And I'm not a crazy person, despite the brain injury.
2: (laughs) This shit never gets old.
4: (laughs) Peggling. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Sorry, go ahead. I think, I don't know how long, I hope Nash gets back at some point this year, but I think, I mean, once he does, I think we're pretty deep. I, I don't, we, Boyle has to go because he just fell over again three <laughs> times in the last 30 seconds.
0: Oh,
4: yeah. Falls, falls over again breakfast. Thank you.
2: <laughs> getting them all out now. Ansimov. Thank you.
3: Artisimov. I think... I Ansimov Artisimov. Ansimov. Artisimo. Ansimov. Artisimov.
4: Ansimov. Artisimov Can't get a signal where I live. So what I do is I move down the street near the tower at a gas station.
0: <laughs> it's all right. That that's in every contract. That's
4: that's what they call a sanity clause.
1: <laughs>
4: you can't fool me. There ain't no sanity clause. Well, you win the white carnation. Answer, Mom. What keeps on the phone? Frankie oh, shows me up.
1: <laughs> oh my God! Uh, call for You are a bum. How about uh, how about some uh,
4: Milan? <laughs> Lucic. Lucic. Lucic.
1: I told you not to be <laughs> stupid, you moron. Oh, God. Well, hey, Zhao It was by request.
0: Hello, darling. I'm Jaja. Good morning. Oh, shut up, you
4: bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys cracked me up. All
1: right, Justin, I, I agree with you. I, I'm more on the optimistic side here than uh, some of these other guys, but we'll see. This is where we are. We're a big range of dysfunctional family. Sometimes we agree. Sometimes we disagree.
4: Yeah, but I we mean, can. I, I thought we played pretty hey, good. Hey, what happened? Take <laughs> away two stupid turnovers, and, you know, we probably win that game. So, you know, it's, it's a process. But, yeah,
1: uh, it's a process. That's what I'm saying. I mean, that's, that's what it's all about,
4: the hokey pokey. But Boyle and Pi have to go. There's no good no, no answer about it. I mean, if, if all these coaches like Boyle so much, maybe we can actually get a decent return for him since everyone seems to like this fucking guy except for us.
1: Send him to Vancouver.
4: That's where his home yeah. is. Him and
1: Pi can find a home there. Yeah. Yeah, they can go back yeah. to Cotarello. <laughs> <Ow>! <laughs> All
2: right, Justin. <laughs> we'll talk See to you later. Bye. I mean, well, uh, but There you have it. Did we
1: ever get the uh stats on Christian Thomas?
0: Oh my gosh, no.
2: <laughs> I no, I couldn't find him. I didn't uh, uh, He he has no stats. Whoops.
3: <laughs> he, he <has> no stats. <laughs> All I typed in, was oh my gosh no
2: Christian Thomas currently playing for the Hamilton Bulldogs of the American Hockey League uh we're gonna run out of time here, Hamilton okay. I don't know. whatever, whatever, next show, stay tuned. We'll have Christian Thomas dance. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be gonna be great. take care, everybody. We love you. <laughs>